All right, communication for influencing other people. Wow, we could do a whole seminar on this, huh? It's one of the most popular topics for business-related books, sales training, marketing, etc. So I'm going to approach it this way. As leaders, it's really hard when people come into our organization to get them up to speed on maybe a lot of the things that we have studied over the years of how best to influence and lead and persuade people. And so what I attempt to do first is to get them to stop doing the things that are rapport killers with other people. You know, I, I occasionally, you know, you'll get somebody that loves to read and study and learn. And so you can start teaching them things like, uh, you know, matching and mirroring and uh, a lot of the neuro-linguistic programming techniques of, you know, how to get truth out of people or how to relate to people. Start talking about personality styles, various types, and how to assess that in other people or explanatory styles and understanding how people tick or what their primary sensory dominance is. And then when you learn all of these things, that you, you can begin to adjust your your displayed personality, communication, and thinking style, and the uh, nonverbal cues that you use, and the tonality and approach and words that you say back to them to create more rapport with them because people like people that are like them. And consequently, as we all know, people buy from people they, they know and like. That's tough, and that takes a lot of time a lot of investment and you have to have a willing participant on the other end that sees those things as valuable wants to learn practice them and get good at them it's tough so what i attempt to do instead is say okay take bob comes into my organization what are the things that bob is doing right off the bat that are rapport killers and maybe I'll explain to him the underlying psychology behind why I'm telling him to do or not do what I'm about to tell him. But maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I'll just tell him, like, for example, Bob, you talk too much. And let's be honest. Once you start talking more than 30% of the time in a conversation with anyone, especially a business conversation or a sales conversation, you're going to start to kill rapport. People love it when they're listened to. And they're allowed to speak. One of the biggest mistakes I see with candidates in job interviews is when they're nervous, they're motor mouths, man. They are running their mouth and they do not stop. And they say a lot of weird things. If they would just learn to slow down and maybe ask some questions, they, they might do better. Or another example in my world that's a big problem for, for tradesmen in their ability to persuade or influence people to work with them is their physical appearance. Many of these folks have extremely poor hygiene, bad breath. Uh, that's a massive turn on. Let's just be honest. Or they, if they're smokers or tobacco users, they don't know how to do that in such a way that they can manage the, let's just say, the odors that come with it. And that deeply offends a lot of people. Or certainly takes them down a peg in, term how, uh, in terms of how they're judged initially when they meet. Could be their dress. Could be other things about their mannerisms or the way they speak. 
you know, when you study communication, most of our communication with people is nonverbal. That's things like our tonality. It's not necessarily the words, the literal words that we're using with someone. That's a very small minority. And so if you can work with a person on how to remove those really unusual, odd, or off-putting qualities about their body language or presentation or their tonality and their voice, it will do wonders for them in terms of their ability to persuade or just build rapport. When you have great rapport with another person, you're more likely to get them to communicate with you. And great persuasion and business, really at the end of the day, is about persuading people to converse and share and give information to us so that we can advance win-win solutions and then see if there's a fit or match. To me, ethically, it's never about persuading people to do things they ultimately don't want to do. That's, that can be a win-lose or, in many cases, a lose-lose situation. That's just not an ethical or advantageous thing for us to pursue in, in business or in life. So that would be my best advice to you. Is go, if you're a young person in business and you're, you're wanting to become more persuasive or influential, go find someone who you think is. And have them analyze you. Have them analyze your appearance. Have them listen to you talk to a customer in a service or sales situation. Oh, by the way, do you record your calls? If you're a phone salesperson or service person, you should be recording your calls and periodically listening back to them. This is how even yourself, you're going to pick up maybe annoying mannerisms, stupid things you say, ways in which you're not mirroring your, uh, the person you're participating with in the conversation, ways in which you may not be nurturing the other person. Yeah, great, great rapport is built when you're approaching someone from a nurturing standpoint. This gets into Eric Burns' transactional analysis stuff, but again, you as a leader... If, if you're dealing with a person who's extremely cold and gives uh, no reassuring feedback, that's a real easy thing to do with people. It's just to, to, it's just to teach them to give some verbal and non-verbal nurture. So go to someone that you respect and have them analyze these things and then be prepared for the cold hard truth to hear, hey, Bob, your breath is horrible. I can smell you when you walk in the front door, man. That is killing you with other people. You know, and a lot of times these things are tough things to say to people because, you know, in our, our general politeness that we have, we don't want to tell other people these qualities about them. But we need to. It could be a person that has a really annoying or squeaky or weird voice, and that's killing them in business. You know, maybe some of that they can't control. But if they begin to work on their tonality or their delivery, or maybe the rate of speech in which they speak, it would do wonders to help their communication and their rapport with other people. So there you go. I, I realize that's a uh, pretty short and terse, terse set of advice, but 
that's where I start with everyone that comes into our organization. I analyze them. I figure out what are they doing that's annoying. What are they doing that's going to break rapport with other people? And you get them to stop those things. It does wonders for their ability to improve their persuasion with others. 